Hi and a warm welcome to another End Time Current Events edition of Nightlight. With me once again on the show is author and current events analyst Stephen Strutt. And we have some extremely important information to share with you in this broadcast. So stay tuned. Switch off and switch on to Nightlight. Well, let's open with a song, and here's an oldie written by Michael Fogarty, performed here by Silk and Steel. I rediscovered this song a couple of days ago and thought it very relevant to play once again on the show.
Yes, there's a cool breeze in the air. And that song brought to mind Jesus' prophecy in Matthew 24, where he says that in the last days, the love of many would wax cold. And of course, the fulfillment of that prophecy has been greatly expedited over the past year with lockdowns and social distancing and mask wearing, which all greatly reduces loving interaction between people to where you can't even smile at people or or give them a hug. Anyway, at least our guest on the show today, Stephen Strutt and I were able to smile to each other over Skype when I talked to him earlier today. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Welcome back to Nightlight, Stephen. Goodness knows how many times you've been our guest on the show over recent years, giving us your insights and analysis of current events, as well as talking about your insight books. Yes, that's true. It's been fun. You've written six books, right? I've got another book now. I've got a seventh book now. Wow, that's exciting to hear. You're working on it, not finished it yet, right? No, no, I'm working on it, but... You know what's mind-boggling? I wrote you an email the other day and I told you how that I don't believe in coincidences because imagine this, you're a researcher, you're writing, and right when you're writing, you're going through an old book. In this case, I'm going through the old books, uh, very old books of the uh, the Lost Books, Adam and Eve. Wow. And I'm going to the second chapter of the first book. And I'm, I, as I write the book, what I do is I take the original text then I look up our things, I put cross-reference verses, as you know, and then I put my own commentary. But to get the commentary, I have to do research, and I have to find out, what, make sure I'm saying what I'm saying is correct, right? So anyway, I was writing, I come across this word where it talks about, Eve says that when they left the Garden of Eden, they lost their bright nature. Interesting. Now, that's not something you hear directly in the King James Version of the Bible. But like I said, um, I said on my website, look, what I write about does not in any way, in a wise, take away from what is written in the King James Bible. No, on the contrary, all it does is fill in a few interesting details and make it more colourful. In the case of stories where there's not much content, right, in the, in the story of Adam and Eve. And I found with a lot of Apocrypha books and ancient Jewish Hebrew books and other material, it's a fantastic story, the story of Adam and Eve, because it's talked about all over the world in many cultures, and it still is. Right. And therefore, there's got to be a lot of truth in it. It can't be just a, a fable, as somebody would say. It isn't. I, the more I get into the more exciting I find. But I get to this one particular word, bright, or bright nature, and I think, what is she talking about? They lost their bright nature that they had in the garden. I mean, and then with a bit more research and a, and a bit more looking at um, other th- qualities she mentioned, uh, it seemed that Adam and Eve lost a lot once they left the Garden of Eden. It was almost like the Garden of Eden was like an in-between dimension. It was like it was it was a place where they could see God. They were ministered to by his angels and spirit helpers. And they had a lot more abilities than we do in, on this physical plane. Uh, they were They were, by their own confession, in some place... Well, I'll put it this way. Another interesting thing is they said when they came out of the Garden of Eden... They didn't even know how to walk. Really? They weren't used to walking. Stuff like that that we never thought of, you know, because it doesn't say that in the King James. It doesn't tell you much. But then I, I go in, I'm starting to research into that, and I find out it's consistent with what others have said. And, for example, people that go on spirit trips or have amazing contact with the Lord and dreams and even life-after-death experiences how do people describe themselves as traveling? They describe as a sort of floating along, not walking. 
And so it's consistent. We find out that, hey, it seems that God created Adam and Eve outside the garden. He, to some degree, yes, fleshly uh, of the dust. But then he put them in the garden for a season. And it seems that while they were there, according to the book of Jubilees, they were in the Garden of Eden seven years before the tempter was allowed to come along, Satan. So they were protected, almost like a baby in a womb. They were protected in the Garden of Eden for about seven years, while God instructed them, and his angels instructed them, and prepared them for the harsher life that was to come, because God knew what would happen. And he was preparing them. That's interesting. This subject, I started doing research in science. It just so happened that very day I was working on it, I went on Robert's site, and lo and behold, he's got a book there that's talking about these very things. He's talking about, we, we have a double helix. We're made of a double helix, according to scientists that discovered in 1953, but there's something missing. And what they've discovered is that mankind used to have a third DNA strand. We used to have three, not two. Apparently, we lost it at the flood. How did they know that, Steve? How did they know there was three? That, that, that's what makes it very interesting, you know. Uh, I took the books to, to study on this, you know, because uh, I already had one before. One is called The Corrupting of the Image by Douglas Hamp. That describes in detail. And then there's another person to know. I've put this on my website today. These three people need to know. Douglas Hamp and The Corrupting of the Image. He's a Christian. And then there's that other one you know about, um, one of the world's leading geneticists, talking about how the, we're not evolving. We're, he was an evolutionist, but he says, now we're not evolving, we're devolving. And actually, we're losing, uh, with, with every generation, we have too many bad mutations. So there's no way we're going forward. He says, ever since the Garden of Eden, we've, our bodies are being destroyed, just like I said. You touch that tree, you're going to die. Well, we've been dying ever since. And that's... That's uh, uh, from, it's on the top of my website, I put there today, but um, that's from Dr. John Sanford on gene deterioration. He's a world's leading population geneticist. They, they studied those things for at least 20, 30 years about why things are degenerating and not getting better. That's interesting. And also this other one that Robert put on his site that I've never seen before, that is called the Coming Antichrist. It's a book called The Coming Antichrist by William Kinney. You can find all these references on the top of my website today. Uh, have you read that? Have you read that, what Robert put on his website? No, I haven't read it, but I saw it. No, he put a summary. He put a summary on his website. He, uh, Robert's put a summary of the whole most important part of the book on his website. It's only about a page long, two pages long. And you read through that, and it's amazing because what it's basically saying is, what I'm doing in the book of Adam and Eve all my insights books are to connect from the beginning to the end of the picture. That's the whole idea of it. You don't get people interested from the beginning to the end that it's like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. If you want to see the whole picture, you need all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, you know, especially for those who are very hungry to know more once you've known the basics, right? That's the idea of my insights book. But I had no idea of what I've just discovered, and that is that the whole idea of the Antichrist, and this is where William McKinney comes in, he, he says that the Antichrist is going to offer human beings the way to get back to the Garden of Eden. He's going to offer them a way how that artificially they can bypass the Savior, bypass Christ. In other words, we know, you and I know, in order for us to be restored and our bodies restored to what they were, we need Christ to do it. Only Christ can do it. Only the Lord's intervention, because we're deteriorating and we're mortal. To make us immortal, to make us eternal, we need Christ. Right. Where he says, 
Satan is going gonna, is gonna to try and bypass Christ and offer people through transhumanism and, as you know, implants and everything else is, is offering them eternal life, literally. Gosh. And uh, it, that's why I think, you, please read that uh, on Robert's site because it's amazing, just the details he's put there, the summary of what's going on. And so I was putting things together and I was thinking, wait a minute, why is it that we're getting this vaccine right now? We get a vaccine for against COVID-19. And even I've checked out all these all these vaccine people who produce the vaccines. I check all the background. All the companies that produce the vaccines and Moderna in particular, they declared openly, we put an operating system inside the vaccine. That's right. In other words, they're putting on the DNA level, they're putting the equivalent to a basic computer program inside the vaccine, which you inject into the people. What's the purpose of that? Why would you want to do that? Well, I think that just as we've, we've often said, we've said that we think that eventually man will be controlled by machines. Uh, as, as For that, there's lots of AI films on that, of course, and science fiction, and, and eventually the mark of the beast. But I think it's even more subtle than that. Because what they're doing is, unbeknownst to most people, you've got Billy Graham's son telling everybody to go out and get the vaccine and it's a gift from God. What? You know, and do you know, in this book, I was reading this very book that he put on the, on the website yesterday or the day before, my wife and I read that summary on Robert's site and we were actually shocked because it, it was written 10 years ago and he says exactly that. He says one day they will put an operating system in a vaccine and most people will flock for it and say, oh, it's a gift of God. Almost word for word what's going on, written 10 years ago. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Gosh. I personally, I'm not going to take the vaccine. I'm not going to tell other people what they should do. That's up to them. That's up to them between them and the Lord. Personally, I think it's likely to be dangerous because in studying it, and you've studied this like I have. I've got lots of it on my website about it from many angles, from many people, many videos. And this is not a vaccine. It's not even a vaccine. And it hasn't been tested more than two or three months. That's right. When the average vaccine, as you know, needs to be tested five, ten years. So what kind of game are they trying to play and push it on people? It seems that the African countries and India are actually rejecting the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Good for them. I hope they do. Thank God. Because why would anybody in their right mind take something that has not been tested properly? Right. I mean, I took vaccines when I was younger or in the ministry or something. I took injections, didn't think anything of it. But this is different. This is not the same. And I think that this could be, I'm not saying I know for certain, I think in putting a program in it, I think this is how it works. On a computer, when you put a basic program in there in modern times, after a while it gets out of date and you have to upgrade it, otherwise your computer starts failing. And I think what they're doing is they're subtly putting this operating system, which affects every cell in your body eventually, every cell. It takes over the control of your body, how it now is, and, and turns it into something different, something transhuman. This is, this is the real danger. It's horrific. And um, they're saying that you have to upgrade in three weeks after the first vaccine and another vaccine, two months time, another vaccine. Why is that? Why do you have to keep taking another one? Because they're upgrading the system. The operating system is only one of the elements that's in that vaccine. There's only one of them, but it's one of the important ones because it's never been done before. And what I'm thinking is, what if this operating system is just the beginning and they'll keep upgrading it 
uh, because as is fair, I'll tell you, I've researched, there are thousands and thousands of people badly affected by this new vaccine we're having in the UK. I mean, not just a few, tens of thousands. Some people are dying within minutes of getting it. Some people are just fritzing out. It's horrible to watch. And it's the same in the US. I sent you about a couple of weeks ago the link to Dana Ashley's latest post. Yes, I got that. And she was reading from the VAERS website that stands for Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System. Yeah, I watched it. And it's an official US government website. You can look it up for yourself, listeners, at www.vaers.com hhs.gov and the purpose of this site is for people to be able to report any adverse effects that they've experienced from any of the many approved vaccines and there were Stephen as of the beginning of February more than 8,000 adverse events being reported to the FAERS and that includes many healthy people dropping dead sometimes only 20 minutes after receiving the jab that's right other people are being paralyzed losing their sight their sense of smell going into uncontrollable convulsions i mean there's a whole variety of absolutely horrific side effects that you can read right there on the government site it's very horrific it's horrific is the word it's a horror movie and this is not being reported in the mainstream media even though you can read these on the official government website no i know it's ridiculous well i'll tell you what I, my thoughts are on this if they're putting a, a, the equivalent of a computer program into people's bodies using um nanotechnology which is exactly what was written in this book that robert put in his site exactly that they use this kind of technology in a vaccine get an excuse to put into people most people say oh let's get it to save our lives with all this fear-mongering we've had for a year right won't think anything of it but what they won't know is they're being programmed their bodies are being altered they're being changed from human to post-human to transhuman Gosh. and within a short time they'll have to get upgraded and i just heard of a woman yesterday who had a second vaccine was a nurse perfectly healthy and within 10 minutes she was paralyzed Gosh. within 10 minutes this is just uh, just yesterday and i think my goodness how can they get away with this how how come that all the media is controlled by them we obviously on a level where on a world scale they've been working at this for a very long time where they now control everything through money through power and through intimidation through debt to the governments so now nobody steps out of line or they might lose their job i mean i've known for years that scientists they often won't speak up because if they do they lose their job same with doctors same with nurses but they've taken up to a whole much bigger level now there are many nurses and doctors know what's going on with the covid but they have to keep their mouth shut. I mean, I don't know how much they intimidate people. Some people have paid a lot of money to keep their mouth shut. Yeah, they, they, whoever's behind this really wants a new world order. Somebody wants total control. Well, of course, the ones that are behind it, Stephen, are all the world leaders, billionaires, the heads of tech companies who've just had their yearly meeting in Davos. And they stated openly that this COVID pandemic provided a unique opportunity to implement what they call the Great Reset. Yes, I saw that. After which the chairman, Klaus Schwab, said, you will own nothing and be happy. Yes, I, I thought, well, he can speak for himself. I don't think anybody else would agree with that one. <laughs> and after the Great Reset, according to their plan, 
Everything will belong to the state. There'll be a universal income. You will own nothing. You will rent everything. And of course, you'll be totally controlled. And I mean, this is the ultimate in Marxism. It is. It certainly is. But I think even more, um, more dangerous and insidious is what they're doing with that vaccine. Because if the, those in the known, if it's true, what they're really doing is they're putting a program in you, which every so often has to up, get upgraded. Otherwise, like a computer program, it will fail. In other words, what we're seeing is the other elements inside the vaccine that I've studied, what's in there, some of the elements, if it depends on what the weakness in your body is. If you have a weakness in your, your brain or your lungs, it will attack those areas within a certain time. Gosh. It's programmed to delay the reaction. It can take four months, it can take two months, it can take longer. But the point is, if you don't keep getting the upgrades, those weak areas will start failing. This is how insidious it is. Insidious it really is. And eventually, that's why I wrote, if you see on my website yesterday, what I, what I said was, just in connecting the dots, well, if they're using upgrades to their original operating system, which I said Moderna confesses, they, they say on their website, they put an operating system in the vaccine. They even admit it. You can read it, they do. They're that arrogant, you know, they're that arrogant now, the powers that be. They don't care. They don't care that we know. Because they know most people will just be dummies and do what they're told. Most people won't even question it. They think, oh, it's like the like the Billy Graham's son, Lindsey Graham, is telling all the Christians to get the vaccine and say it's a gift from God. What? I mean, how crazy can you be? Well, this is something, Stephen, I'm surprised that I don't hear of Christians just being horrified about. Because if your DNA is altered, as is the case with these experimental mRNA vaccines, then your DNA is no longer 100% human. Exactly. I mean, that is an abomination to God. That's why he destroyed the world with the flood in the time of Noah because the DNA of humanity had been corrupted with their interbreeding with the fallen angels. That's right. How can any Christian, especially Billy Graham's son, how can they not see that and be, be horrified? They need to wake up. Exactly right. It's very sad. I think it's very, very sad uh, and horrific at the same time. Uh, what I would suggest is if it's true, like Moderna, the, the vaccine company, one of the big farmers companies, they say we put an operating system in it, and if that is the plan, this is the beginning, eventually it'll lead to the mark of the beast. Because what will happen is, you have this basic computer program, it has to get upgraded, now, at the moment it's physical, another vaccine, but eventually we know when the Antichrist comes on the scene, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd been orchestrating the last year of confusion anyway, but when the Antichrist himself comes on the scene and sets up his system, they won't need the vaccines anymore because they'll just put an implant right in your head. Right. And then it'll turn it to electronics. So you're upgrading your system will be electronic, just like with the computer and the internet. We haven't got that far yet. But that's what they want to do. They want to upgrade people electronically, not with a vaccine. And I think that's where it's going. I think we're just seeing the first stages of get people ready to be connected. It's also connected with 5G because they need the 5G rollout in order to connect with everybody on earth so that eventually they'll know what your uh, what your pulse rate is what your temperature in your body is you've got to understand that people who run this planet they're devils they're demons and they don't care about you and your feelings and you as but they don't even see you as a person they see you as a commodity to use or abuse that's how it is 
that's how it's become and so they want total control of each person on the planet that's right so you're just a commodity they know where you are they and with five with 5g soon established worldwide they can know about every square meter of this planet who's on it where you are what you're doing that's in theory that's what they're trying to do right that's what they're trying to do so it's all about total control everything is so i would say to people whatever you do don't take that vaccine if you value your future I mean, I don't know if it's as serious as some are saying, and oh, you would, could lose your salvation because, you know, you become less than human. I think God could nullify anything they put in your body, especially if you did it by mistake and you didn't take a deliberate action to do it. Absolutely. Because what worries me is the following. What if you get innocent people, good people, they go into a hospital for another reason. For example, they go into a hospital to have a baby or they have um, some broken arm or something. But they, they have to go into a hospital. What's to stop the authorities, bad authorities, from slipping in the, the vaccine into you when you're not looking? So for me, the mark of the beast has to be something much more where it's direct choice. It can't be somebody can interfere like that. Right. It's definitely a direct choice because uh, remember the third angel who flies around the world in Revelation 14 warns the whole world not to take the mark of the beast and the eternal consequences and punishment that they'll bring upon themselves if they do. And then God's children who refuse to take the mark are given refuge in the wilderness for three and a half years during the Great Tribulation, all the way up to the second coming of Christ. In this present situation, Steve, the Lord has not yet intervened to give folks a direct warning. And many people are not questioning the official narrative that their governments and the mainstream media are telling them and are being led like sleepy sheepies to the slaughter. Yes, I know. It's it's shocking. It really, shock, it really grieves us. You know, it's like we personally, you know, the other day I was out with my wife and I take her out. You know, she's a lot of times she's in a wheelchair and she has a lot of the difficulties she's getting better now after five years of a serious accident she's starting to get a lot better you know which is i'm very thankful for but i take her out for walks that inspires her but she now is very concerned because of this lockdown the last year where you know you haven't had the opportunity to talk to people like you used to you know it's it's, it's awful this lockdown it's actually terrible so i mean our ministry of witnessing is mostly through the internet for that reason you know but anyway whenever we're walking she insists on talking to, to the people we walk by, right? And it's a lot of fun to say that. Right. And um, we met the other day this this older guy. First thing we noticed about him, he wasn't walking properly. And he, he pulled himself to a stop and he, and he, he sat down on, on the thing. But I knew there was something wrong with him. And, and I asked him, what's the matter? He says, oh, I took that vaccine yesterday. Oh, my God. He took the vaccine yesterday. He was worried. I, I didn't have the heart to say anything about it, you know. I didn't want to because he'd already done it, you know. Not that's to say anything will happen to him in particular, but I, it just it put me in this perspective of how serious this really is. That it's really going on. It's not just in, in, a, in a movie. It's not just futuristic. It's happening now. Something big is happening now. Yes, yeah, Stephen, one of our neighbors here in Uganda just posted on our WhatsApp group that two of her family members who live in the UK died right after taking the vaccine both what they died you're joking two of them yes well i'll tell you something i think that is a time to, for everybody to be very serious minded right now very desperate in prayer and not take anything for granted because we are so used to things being so laid back in western civilization we things have been so easy going for the last 
50 years or whatever since maybe World War II. That's right. And now it's like being back in World War II, you're in a war zone. I'll give an example. In the World War II, what it was like for people. My mother lived in London, World War II. And she told me, you could come back from work. I, I think she was working for the government or something. You come back from work and a whole row of terraced houses opposite yours, gone. A bomb taking them out by the, the Germans. Now, that is tough conditions. My gosh. Fortunately, it's not quite that bad here yet. You know? <laughs> but I just give you an idea. It's a sort of like war zone we're in with this COVID and with these vaccines and with what's going on because it's the same sort of thing. Well, yes, it's a different kind of war. People don't know it's a war, and that's the problem. And by the time they wake up and realize it can be too late. Exactly. I've just seen the movie 1917, Steve, and I was thinking about the horrors of the First World War. Yeah, trench warfare, terrible. Yeah. And here you're living in peace and security, comfortable life. Then all of a sudden you read that the war has been declared, and suddenly your whole life changes. Your husband your older sons are sent off to fight in the hell on earth of trench warfare, most likely to die or to return with horrific wounds. Yes. There are shortages, all kinds of deprivations. And in the midst of it all, you don't know if or when or how it will end and whether peace and normality in a happy, peaceful family life will ever return. I know, exactly. I mean... We in the Western world have never experienced anything like that, what previous generations had to endure and try to survive through. I mean, to everything there is a season, and now we have entered a time of war yes. with Satan and his people declaring all-out war against humanity. And I don't think anything's going to be normal again until Jesus comes again. Lighting your path through the end times. You're with Nightlight. For example, now to give you an idea, I have uh, one of my daughters is in Italy and she got stuck there originally with the lockdown a year ago. But <clears throat> they're changing the rules now where if you don't watch it, if you come from one of these zones that they say has got too many cases, you might have to pay £2,000 just to come in the country as some sort of fine for coming from the wrong area. Stuff like this that the British government's doing. The, the British government is really going the way of V for Vendetta, that movie. That's, they're going totally like that. I mean, you know they've passed laws here in the government uh, just this last week, if I'm not mistaken. And now they're saying that anybody who is defective, anybody who's defective, you know, has um, Down syndrome, if you get COVID and you get very sick, not to resuscitate them. My God. That sounds like something out of Marxist Russia. I mean, I can't believe what's going on now. This is what's happening. They want to get rid of the weak. They want to get rid of the infirm and they want to get rid of the elderly. Who will be next on their list? You, you, if you look at communist history or, or, or Hitlerian history, they did exactly the same things. Exactly. It's, it's uh, what's the word, eugenics. I mean, Stephen, it's easy to feel completely overwhelmed and helpless when you see the power of these people who just seem completely unstoppable. I think it's time for God to step in and intervene. I mean, he's promised to protect the poor and the helpless and judge the wicked and the oppressor. I know millions are praying for the Lord to intercede and put a stop to this madness. 
to shorten the days, otherwise no flesh will be saved. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the good thing right now is I think that people need to understand all these evil powers have always been there. You know, it's just that now it's more obvious. That's right. It's more obvious today. We we can put a name to some of them. I mean, you've got Bill Gates and you've got George Soros and you, we know some of who they are. So when you know who the face of your enemy is, you know what to pray against. Yes. While as in the past and the Second World War is so tragic. The British young 18-year-olds went off to a war they knew nothing about. The Germans on the other side, the same. And, and you get 100 million people die. And you find out late it was all orchestrated to just fight each other, you know, by the ammunition companies and the... God. But, you know, it's just a joke. And they, they just use everybody as cannon fodder and they just smoke their cigars together afterwards and just say, oh, well, we just got rid of 100 million people. Good. Less people to take care of. God, that's I mean, that's, that's the reality. That's the reality to all these wars, you know. And now they're doing it again, but in a different form without having to fire a shot with this COVID nonsense. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? But I, I tell you, there are. I, I would like to emphasize that people, I really suggest, since today we're talking about them corrupting God's image in original mankind and... That's what happened with Adam and Eve. They corrupted, their image was corrupted. Something really happened there when they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. They were changed and altered. And now we're seeing that man's at it again. Now he's into transhumanism where he wants to make mankind into something better than God created. Well, good luck with that one. Right. I don't think you're going to get very far. From what I understand, everybody who ends up getting the mark and thinks they can improve everything in their body they end up in a very bad way according to what's described in the book of revelation that whoever gets the mark is going to be in serious trouble amen <laughs> so even if they do get some powers or third uh, triple helixes rebuilt synthetically by science it's only for a very short season for a few years or something that's right before you get the wrath of God. So, actually, I did write about these very things in my first book, Out of, Out of the Bottomless Pit, which, actually, I have a link on my website here. What I would suggest to people is I, I've written six books so far, and the first one was about this topic, about, well, in Chapter 40, it talks all about this exact topic and even mentions one of the people on this list here, one of the doctors on there, one of the researchers, actually one of the world's leading population geneticists, who states that mankind is not evolving. I was an evolution, but he's not evolving, he's going backwards. Um, we're getting weaker, smaller, and less intelligent all the time, but they like to hide the facts of what's, what, why it is the way it is. And, well, that's a whole topic in itself. What I could tell you is, in the last 150 years, one of the main reasons why man has advanced scientifically is nothing to do with that he's got more intelligent. That isn't how it is. The, the knowledge has been stolen. The knowledge has been taken because mankind has given into seducing spirits, as it says in the New Testament. Given over to seducing spirits for a price. In other words, the governments of man are given into powers and demons who, for knowledge, they want human sacrifice in one form or the other. That is the reality. So you can think of World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, all these other things. What are they? They're human sacrifices. And they're always for some purpose of advancement for the rich. My God. Not for you and me. 
But people don't see it. They don't see the spiritual things behind the wars and even now what's going on with this COVID. And how, most people, they can't believe that the governments will just lie to the people straight to them. They can't, it's hard for people to understand that the powers that be and the demonic powers that are ruling or who've usurped the power of the earth, that they can actually get away with this sort of stuff, you know. But it's, it's, it's nothing new. It's just it's more obvious today and we can see the faces of our enemy much more clearly. We know their names and stuff like that. So it, it, we know what to pray against, who to pray against. But it's nothing to be afraid of. I think people just see this as a great challenge, not to be afraid. Amen. I would suggest don't take the vaccine to be on the safe side. Please. Um, I myself, when I was younger, I took vaccines. I took injections when I was young. I didn't know any better. But with this one, the experts say it's not a vaccine. It's something different. And it's only been tested a few months. Uh, it's not safe. And there are many nurses and doctors themselves have gotten very sick or died with having taken the first or second round of this vaccine. That's a fact. There are thousands of people, or, or tens of thousands, I think maybe even a hundred thousand, who have been seriously injured with this vaccine in one form or the other. But, but the amazing thing is they've got a tight lip on all the media. You, you, you know, you, I, I put an article on my website today about um, the head of Facebook. Did you see that? The head of Facebook, do you see that one? He said himself, he said himself six months ago, well, I wouldn't trust a vaccine that hasn't been tested for more than a few months. But now Facebook is saying anybody who says something like that, not allowed on Facebook. I mean, <laughs> so he himself is being disciplined by somebody. Somebody's shutting him up. Right. I've seen the video clip of Mark Zuckerberg advising his Facebook staff against taking the vaccine because it's not been properly tested. <laughs> one, one rule for the elite and another one for everyone else. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, there's nothing to worry about because we have the word of God. And as long as people read their Bibles and sincerely pray, we've got nothing to worry about because if you said God's going to have his angel out there sealing his own people and he's going to seal people so they can't get the effect of that awful mark of the beast and things he's going to protect his people he'll protect them as long as we do what we can and that is stay in prayer be desperate and i would say have a broken heart for all the people out there who don't know any better and keep praying for people to get delivered from this horror amen because it is our job as christians not just to uh, read our bibles but we're supposed to warn other people when we know something, if we can. Yes. Now, having said that, you have to be careful these days. I know. I know you have to be careful who, who you say to what person, or you, you yourself could be incriminated by the authorities for what you say. So I'd say it's a time to be wise in what you say and to whom, and, you know, and don't cast your pearls before swine. You know, in, in the old days, we used to just be witness to everybody all the time, every day, not think anything that's of it. right now we have to be a lot more cautious because that could get you into trouble if you're not wiser than that right you know keep witnessing but be very very much in prayer be especially right now broken-hearted for our our children or grandchildren or friends or other people who don't know what's going on it, it, it really is pitiful but i suppose in a way we have warned people for 50 years you know, we've warned people for almost 50 years, look, the Antichrist system's coming, Mark of the Beast is coming, and let's say it's coming in a way we weren't exactly saw it the way it's coming, but it is generally in the direction that we have we appointed. 
shining bright in the dark night. You're listening to Nightlight. Stephen, that was excellent. Thank you. And there's a lot more we could talk about, but let's leave that for another show. And that was very interesting also what you were sharing earlier about the missing helix and all of that. And I advise people to go to your website at outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk as well as Robert's website at peopleofthekeys.com to read more about that as well as follow the daily current events updates you both post every day. And let me also tell you, dear listeners, if you're interested in ordering any or all of Stephen's six books, you'll find all the details on his website, or you can write to him at activatedscotland at gmail.com, and he'll get back to you with how you can buy them directly from him as individual volumes or as a set. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. Stephen, thanks so much. We'll keep in touch and keep you and your dear wife in our prayers. And we look forward till the next time. Well, thanks very much, Simon. And um, I wish you all the best in your family. And okay, take care. Thanks, Steve. And that's all for now. And let's go out with Jerry Asmus reminding and reassuring us that always the sun will shine again. Right now. There's nothing but a cloud You try to see your way Beyond a shroud You wonder if it's here forever Never be a change What's the use in trying If it always stays the same But the sun will rise again Yeah, the sun will rise again Darkness can be hard when you're all alone It hides away the light Behind the stone But the stone will roll away in time And light will reappear Wait until the morning comes And wipes away your tears And the sun will rise again Yeah, the sun will rise again Days pass just an empty tomb A stranger meets two men Walking in gloom They don't recognize Until he breaks apart the bread And he tells them all this had to be 
And how the prophet said That the sun would rise again Yeah, the sun would rise again Recognize him till he breaks apart the bread And he tells them all this had to be And how the prophet said That the sun would rise again Yeah, the sun would rise again